0: You're listening to Your Woo Woo Best Friend, a no-BS approach to wellness, spirituality, manifestation, and all things mystical. Hello, it's Andy. Welcome back to Your Woo Woo Best Friend. Wow, do I have some serious updates for you all. I know for those of you that are following along on Instagram with my life, you know that I've been having some really crazy health stuff going on. And I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this episode talking about it, but it's been really scary. And for those that have been in an experience like this, where you kind of just can't get answers, to be real honest, I had quite a few doctor's appointments over the last month and a half. And there was a lot of, try this steroid, try this antibiotic, try this potion that I really wasn't feeling. And we all know that you can go to the doctor's office and walk away feeling like, did they really hear me? Did they really see me? So I've been working on finding other ways of figuring out what's been going on. So the short version is this. It started with some little rashes on my face and it ended up turning into this situation where my cheeks were like blowing up like a chipmunk. My entire face was like, as if it was, it looked as if it was covered in poison ivy. And then I just felt bad. I was really fatigued and emotionally really wiped out. And you don't have to be a vain person to look in the mirror and look at your face and see something that isn't what you normally see and feel really down because of that. And that's how I was feeling. And I know that many of you have had similar experiences whether it has been with health challenges or just emotional experiences that you wake up and you just don't look and feel like yourself so I feel you I see you and I truly appreciate the kindness the guidance the ideas that have been sent my way so thank you all for that I did see a holistic nutritionist this week and I feel like we're on the right path now and had a great visit with my acupuncturist too. So I'll keep you posted as things move along. As this has been going on, we have started our four-day summer reset challenge. We've been working on the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. And ta-da, it is officially time to register for The summer reset, be more well, mastermind experience. If you have been feeling like from the outside, it looks like you've got it all together, but on the inside, you're feeling scattered. You know you need to get organized, but you don't know where to start. This is for you. If your energy is totally drained and it's hard to drop into flow, your social life is still on Quarantine times and the unread number in your inbox is higher than your bank account. If you want to create a life that has more freedom with really honed in intention and purpose, this is definitely for you. If somewhere in your house there's a doom pile of unopened bills and you're ready to transform your scarcity mindset and call in more financial abundance for yourself and your community, also for you if your relationships are feeling chaotic if they're bringing you joy and connection but sometimes also it's the most toxic element in your life and you're trying to sort that out if you find intentional relationships are hard to cultivate and sometimes you hold on to people way past their expiration date you need to learn to set some boundaries this is totally for you If you're intending to eat intuitively this summer and feel really good in your body, but somehow your intuition keeps leading you back to in and out or whatever your local fast food joint is, and you know it's going to take a whole lifestyle and mindset shift to stick to your goals this summer, very much for you. So this mastermind experience is all about cleansing your space, your mind, your body and your soul nourishing yourself by taking inspired action, grounding and integrating into your practices and daily routines, and then glowing from the inside out. It's a mastermind all around decluttering your life to find your highest self. The link is in the show notes. The beautiful thing about this opportunity is you're going to have all sorts of accountability. We're going to be doing live group coaching experiences Coupled with lots of good assignments and work in between our times together, it's six weeks long. Your wellness reflects your mood, your thoughts, your routines, your environment, and your consumption, digital and otherwise. Every one of us has something in our lives that is no longer serving us. We're going to work through the four realms of well-being, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Let that stuff go. Nourish with things that absolutely light us up, ground into our practices, and then have the ultimate summer glow up like we have never glowed up before. All right, let's get on to my guest today. This is someone I have been so looking forward to having on the show. She's been on my list of guests that I really wanted a chance to have a conversation with and bring to you. My guest is esteemed hypnotherapist, spiritual mentor, and badass LA native Nikki Cosmo. Nikki finds her greatest happiness through giving back to her community She's a dedicated healer. Nikki allows her clients to explore the innate tranquility and confidence that lies at the subconscious level, ultimately, inviting greater freedom into their lives. Nikki marries her colorful life experiences, which we're going to talk about, with her formal training. She opened Cosmic Relations University, a transformational educational program specializing in spiritual traditions and practices for the modern-day human. Nikki has helped 10,000-plus clients—I am one of those clients—with her no-BS approach and will continue her mission— to liberate those around her. She's been doing a really great mind-body reset in her community. I love seeing so much of this reset work going on this summer. Let's get into it. Welcome my guest today, Nikki Cosmo. Hello, hello. Welcome, Nikki. Thanks for being here on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I am deeply honored to be here. I woke up on the right side of the bed today and. You're the first face I'm seeing other than my daughter, So Great.
0: <laughs> uh, I love that. That makes me feel very special. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. So we're going to start with sun, moon, and rising sign. And I'll tell you before we get into this, we... At the beginning of this show, when we first launched, I did this with every single guest, sun, moon, and rising. And then we had a conversation at the end with these rapid fire questions. I haven't been doing that in a while. And with you, I was like, I want all the juicy stuff. I want sun, moon, rising, all the questions at the end. So here we go. Sun, moon, and rising sign.
1: Sun in Taurus, moon in Virgo, and rising Gemini.
0: Hmm, That's a yummy combination. I, uh, I love my Taurus sun folks. My partner is a Taurus sun. I'm always deeply attracted to Taurus sun energy. I'm a Taurus moon. So I think that there's probably some, some synergy there. That's a, that's a beautiful combination. How have you felt that that influences how you're working these days?
1: Wow. I mean, the Taurus in me is very well and alive. I can tend to just be where I am. I'm slow to move, but I get things done. And I think that's the Virgo, like the organization, but then Mm -hmm. sort of doing it in a very luxurious way is the Taurus. I'm learning more about Gemini now because my daughter Jade is a Gemini, so now I'm a little bit more in tune with what, what that means. I didn't really know what a Gemini indicated. My partner, as well, as a Taurus, so there's a lot of Earth energy around here. Yeah. And then Jade came through with this like she's fiery and she's talking all the time, <laughs> and we're like, okay, who saw? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and I I would imagine that that really supports you as a conversationalist. You're you're such a great. I mean, I'm, I'm like saying this and it's like, we've had maybe two conversations total, but you're so great with words and that Gemini influence certainly comes through in that way.
1: Totally, totally, totally. Yeah. And that, you know, I, I've always felt more comfortable writing. So like my words coming out very poetically, mm. um, On paper or now it's mostly on a notepad in my phone. But throughout the years of doing, you know, various interviews and just um, becoming an educator speaking, like the verbal part of that Gemini essence comes out Mm. and I can find myself needing to pull back because I can get lost in the poetic words. And I'm like, (laughs) what was I saying?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I absolutely. I feel that. I feel that so through and through and it, what it's, what makes the work that you put out so beautiful. So love all of that. Okay. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your early story. When you reflect back on your inner child, young Nikki, what was she like?
1: Oh, she was full of awe. I was always very into nature into hanging out with animals you know kind of mysticism without knowing that word it was just very mm. mystical whimsical um, I had imaginary friends as a kid some of them were fun some of them were like kind of scary so I don't know what that meant but I wasn't scared of them it just was the duality like I always understood there was duality from a young age Uh, Another fun thing about my inner child is she used to put on magic shows. So it's very kid that I'm a hypnotherapist (laughs) now because it's not the same, but it's very similar kind of magic and mysticism. So I am so still me as a child in Mm -hmm. a way. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Uh, So, so good. I love reflecting back on that and really just thinking about what did I do as a kid put on magic shows and what do Mm -hmm. I do today? create magic, tap into other folks magic. And it's such a good indicator of are we aligned or not so much. So
1: mm -hmm. yeah. And my dearest friend growing up, she lived on the very top of a mountain and her dad had a garage full of random trinkets and batteries and cords and whatnot. This is back in like the early nineties. And I remember getting tape and putting together just random pieces of car parts and making it as tall as I could because I thought I could um, channel the aliens. I was trying to like oh, make cool. <laughs> with the aliens because I'm like, well, she lives on a really tall mountain, like high mountain. She's the closest. We're going to we're going to make the connection.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so good. Do you-, you already knew you're like, there's something out there and we need to connect. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Love that. Um. Okay. And so then as you got a little bit older, within a span of about eight years, you lost everyone in your immediate family. And you've talked a lot about this and you've said that you were guilt-ridden, you were experiencing intense trauma. So how does someone at age 22 or so begin to approach finding healing from something like this?
1: Wow! Yeah, you know the very first thing that changed everything was I tried a psychedelic uh, substance. I tried LSD, and that really opened the doors of my perception in a massive way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was a completely different person the next day as opposed to the day before I tried the LSD. So on the tail end of that experience, I just had new eyes. I had fresh eyes. And I was sort of looking at the world in this way, as if I actually didn't know anything. This was about 24 years old. And so a friend of mine was heading to Indonesia and I just said, can I come with you? Like she didn't even invite me. I invited myself and she said, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I bought a one-way ticket to Indonesia. And I think traveling from that point forward, I lived in Australia and various different countries like India and Thailand. And the list is long. I was just gaining so much from outside of my small bubble that I grew up in, and that was healing.
0: Mm-hmm. That was
1: immensely healing.
0: Where Where did you live before when you were a child, and then where did you live as you started to experience the loss of all these folks in your family?
1: Yeah, yeah. What, I grew where was Calabas- that? Yeah, okay. I grew up in Palabasas, California, and. My dad passed away in our family home. I'm the one who found him. And then as I was traveling, I was actually living in Thailand when my mom passed away. So that Mm -hmm. was really tough to not be in the country. And my sister was the last to pass away. And she passed away while I was living in Malibu. So I had returned home from my travels at that point when mom passed. And then was trying to pick up those pieces of myself. And then my sister passed away. And it just it's hard to put into words. It's like not just earth shattering, but I lost complete sense of identity and self.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then you are living in all of these places that are completely outside of the realm of what you've been accustomed to growing up. And there was probably some beautiful healing in that and some needed escapism too.
1: Totally. And you know what? I didn't see it as escapism back then. And I had some old friends back in the day and some people who knew me saying, oh, Nikki's running away. And I would get so upset. I'm like, it could be worse. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing X, Y, Z. And I, I see it now, maybe um, in hindsight, that it was a bit of running f- from something, but I gained so much throughout those travels. I mean, I traveled internationally for about seven years mm. and and I'm, I wasn't doing it on a million bucks. I mean, I was hand to mouth, <laughs> right. like no money in the bank, barefoot hippie, but it was so worth it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 my story is not similar in the fact of the loss or in, in that, in that realm, but I I did the same in regards to the travel. And anyone who you would have asked in my like high school friend group would have been like, she just can't handle the truth. like She just doesn't want to do the things that we all have to do. And I was very much like, yeah, I don't really think we do have to do the things that you guys think we need to do. And that was incredibly healing for me. And the learning experience that you have as a traveler, that type of traveler is massive. It's you know, I think about, I I went to, I went to like standard four-year university. And when I started traveling, which was after that, I was like, well, I probably could have skipped that part. And it wasn't really so <laughs> necessary. All the learning is happening out here.
1: Totally. I mean, yes. Yeah, similarly to you, I did start out going to college and then I was like, meh, I don't think this is it. And yeah, same thing. I just jet off around the world and everyone back home was like, what's Nikki doing? Actually, I had one friend in particular who said, verbatim Nikki has gone off the deep end and now this person's back in my sphere and they're like tell me everything you learned tell yeah, me what everything. was down there <laughs> so yeah I actually enrolled myself back in college in my 30s after I was done sort of with that leg of my life um, I jumped back into college because then I was ready to learn in a more westernized you know mm-hmm. way
0: what did you study that time when you went back to school
1: I went Back for more psychology, baby. I just love psych.
0: <laughs> oh, so good, so good. So you've shared openly that you had a period of time in which you experienced self-sabotage and some substance use, and you've since found sobriety i've have had a similar experience in that in that regard too. What did that look like for you, and what has the sobriety path been like for you?
1: Yeah you know, again, it's all in hindsight. So those years of traveling, I also did a lot of exploration of psychedelic drugs and medicine recreationally and ceremonially. I did both. And I just thought, oh, I'm expanding my mind. I'm trying new things. I'm again, opening the doors of my perception, but in hindsight, looking back, there was definitely moments of, um, I'm not sitting with what needs to be sat with. And that was the immense Sadness of losing my Mm. whole family, so it all hit a head about four summers ago, and I thought, you know what? Like, I want a baby, I want a family, I don't want to do these other habits and you know patterns anymore. And I just, I was the only one who could take me out of it. So, yeah, um, I started attending a spiritual church more often, so non-denominational, and just sort of getting into a community. there's a particular 12-step program, which is for children of alcoholics. So that was really helpful at the time. I just started putting myself in all these places that weren't drugs, weren't like too much spiritual bypassing, but like the real hard work, like therapy. Mm-hmm. And um, and then came sobriety after that. And the path has been not easy, but extremely worth it. Mm,
0: yeah. It, it never... Never is easy and always so incredibly worth it. So then when did you discover, you were always interested in psychology and obviously the work that you do today is mind, body, hypnotherapeutic techniques. When did you discover that path and decide that that was what was going to be next for you?
1: Yeah, well, I was doing a workshop in Malibu uh, again, maybe four or five summers ago and at the time I was teaching shamanism and while I like the teachings of shamanism I'm not a shaman and I thought this is just not it like why am I teaching this this is for someone else to teach and one of the gals at that workshop was a hypnotherapist and she just sat next to me and had this essence and I thought who is this woman and she shared with me that she was a hypnotherapist and right when she said that word it hit me. I was like, that's the thing. That's what I'm Mm -hmm. supposed to do because it's the psychology uh, paired with, you know, the alternative and holistic outlook. So I enrolled myself in hypnotherapy college and the rest is history with that. But the somatic part is because I've suffered from migraines my whole life Mm -hmm. from as young as eight years old. I can remember. And I've tried everything under the sun, to help support and fix the migraines or rid them. And they, they've never gone away. And, uh, I realized, I think a lot of it is emotional turmoil from not only childhood, but all of my losses. So I thought, you know what, um, like the book, the body keeps the score. There's some stuff in here that I believe is causing the migraines. So I need to sort out the subconscious beliefs and stories and the somatic experience. And and I really think bridging those, like bringing them together is the sweet spot of healing.
0: Mm, So good. Yeah. The sessions that you are doing now, they are mind body sessions with that intention of bridging the gap between mind and the subconscious and the body and the somatics. And in that there's an opportunity for really beautiful evolution and uploving up-leveling, what, what are those sessions like? What happens in a session for someone who's like, Ooh, this sounds juicy, but I don't even know what happens there. What can someone expect to experience?
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, they can expect to experience, uh, immense rejuvenation and restoration. So I haven't, you know, uncanny ability to take someone into hypnosis, regardless if they're an easy or challenging client, I know I can get them there. So once they're under and in hypnosis, I just bring into awareness, you know, okay, I want you to notice where in your body do you feel pain or where in your body is that negative memory living? Is it in, you know, is it in the tip of your pointer finger? Like sometimes these things arise and the client's like, what? Like I never even knew that was there. And I just take proper steps to sort of help wash it away. I mean, I've been told my sessions are extremely nourishing in that way. So I'm not in there rattling you, but it's, it's a very like motherly comforting type feeling.
0: Yeah. That's so beautiful. I had an opportunity to have a past life regression one-on-one session with you. And for someone who's listening and wondering, well, what exactly is past life regression? Tell me if this is, if this is how it goes down, it's a hypnotherapeutic technique and you're using that hypnotic state to recover memories from past lives or past incarnations. Is that, is that what's happening?
1: Yeah, that's what's happening. So taking taking the client into yeah the treasure trove of memories and events that have the ability to go far past this lifetime, you know, some people take themselves down into childhood of this life. That's called an age regression, but Mm -hmm. in a past life regression, I mean, you're just going into the memory banks of who knows when, and it's, it can be wildly fascinating to, to see these things and, and see the overlap and the patterns between your lives.
0: Mm -hmm. Why does someone asking for a friend, AKA myself, why does someone choose or maybe you're not choosing i guess maybe you're not choosing why do you why do you go to the life that you go to typically and is there is there some lesson that you perhaps are seeking and that's why you go to that particular lifetime
1: in a session like that you know what this is like the question of all of the questions <laughs> and all past life regressionists are going to have different answers because there are even some past life regressionists who you might ask them is past life regression real and they say you know, no answer. If it Mm -hmm. works for you and it's healing you, then yes, it works. So I don't know if anyone can even concretely answer that, including myself. The mind is the subconscious mind just shows you what it wants you to know in that moment. yeah. And it's not coming from nowhere. It's coming from within you. So it's your own internal wisdom. So whether it's a memory from the past, or maybe it's a scene from a movie that you saw, which some clients say, Oh, I I saw that just because of that movie I watched. I'm like, okay, but did it help you? (laughs) Yeah. So it's all just coming from our subconscious wisdom.
0: Yeah. I, one of my favorite books and a book that I've, required all of my friends and loved ones to book club with me as many lives, many masters. It's just, I think it's, it's so powerful. And after reading that book, I was like, okay, I, I I'm like in, I get it. This makes perfect sense. I know, I know who my, my people are that I've traveled with from lifetime to lifetime. I can see where like, past relationships and 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 a previous life where we were perhaps pirates on the same ship and didn't get along. Like I like got it that like that way. And in the session I had with you, I had this really beautiful um experience show itself to me, past life experience show itself to me. And it was a place that I definitely in this lifetime have never seen. I've not read books or watched documentaries or anything about this particular place. And that was what I I found to be so cool is it was something that I could see so clearly. I, the, the architecture of the place was, was so clear and the people and the, and the picture were so clear. And then afterwards I was like, Ooh, now I want to go research more about where that may have been.
1: Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. So when there's a, an experience like that, I mean, how do we explain that? If you know you've never seen it, it wasn't in a movie or a book, that's just coming from your subconscious treasure trove and and so wisdom. Cool. And it's so cool. It's really amazing.
0: Yeah. Uh, so profound. So, so interesting. Yeah. And it just wants, it makes you want to explore more and- see what else the, this beautiful wild mind of ours has to show us that we don't even know is there. So much,
1: so much. There's so much there.
0: Mm, So good. Okay. So you personally have transitioned your life considerably. You've gone from living obviously as a hippie traveler to having a Micro studio apartment, and now you're living in your dream home in the Malibu mountains. You've gone from, you know, living as that hippie traveler, making whatever money you could make along the way, to having months that were thousand dollar months or so, to earning upwards of forty or fifty thousand dollars a month. Now, what do you attribute to that sort of life transformation? What are some of the things that you can impart in terms of ideas? for someone who might be thinking, I would love a up-level like that. What would would that wisdom be for them?
1: Mm, Great question. The wisdom would be, so hear me out. The wisdom would be to consider death. Having experienced death so close to me so many times, not just my three immediate family members, but numerous and countless friends. I mean, it's it's actually wild how much death I've had in my life um it gave me this knowing like this sense of well tomorrow isn't promised for me or for anybody so have I ever have have I ever had nerves in my life of course have I felt like an imposter of course have I put out a program and it was like crickets and no one did anything like And I was like, I'm giving up, you know, screw being an entrepreneur, of course. But I knew that if I wanted something bad enough that I should just go for it anyways, regardless of no signups the first time, or maybe there's some naysayers on the sideline, or like you said, the high school people saying Nikki's fallen off the deep end. I just went, you know, hush to all of that. This is my life. I could die tomorrow. So why don't I just go for the gold? Just go for it. Who the heck cares? And I honestly live that way every day. I just go for it. I don't, you know, I had this realization come to me. I was at Burning Man one year and this message came to my mind that says, do what you want to do, not what you think you should do. And I was like, whoa, like it hit me. It seems obvious, but it's not obvious to a lot of people because even talking about the four-year college, we think we're supposed to do things in a systematic way, but not necessarily you know, do, do what your heart desires. And, and I added a little tail sentence to that, as long as you're not hurting anyone along the way. Yeah. So I really do what I want, not what I think I should, I'm doing air quotes should do and consider death. That's really it. Consider death and then just go for the gold. Mm. So,
0: so good. And something that I think we often don't think about because we're so fearful of it. We're so afraid of death and what that process will look like and you of course didn't want to have to face that when you were a young person but you did and it's changed your perspective
1: mm, considerably yeah. considerably totally and you know death used to be my biggest fear i remember as a kid death was my biggest fear but it's not i'm not afraid of death anymore i'm not afraid of my own i'm not i'm not afraid of other people dying i don't want it to happen of course but i don't really think of the fear wrapped with mm-hmm. that. And so I sort of encourage anyone listening, like if you are afraid of death, go down deeper underneath that. Like, what is the fear actually of? Is it like the way you're going to die? Are you going to be in pain? Or is it that you haven't lived your fullest life? Because if that's it, get out there today and go do that thing you've been waiting to do.
0: Yeah, gosh, we should be shouting that from <laughs> every single rooftop and from the the top of the Malibu mountain that you're now living in. Like if you are not living your fullest life and that's why you're fearing death, go live your fullest life, get out there, start today.
1: Yeah. And, and I want to also, you know, say that living your fullest life doesn't always mean like. Getting out and writing a hundred emails and you know, networking all the time, living your fullest life might be eating a cookie on the couch. And that's fine too. Mm-hmm. But if we can see where the anxiety and fears are living and just go, okay, you know what? None of that's real. Just like push it aside. That's what I attribute my success to, honest to God. You know, um, I had to get rid of like the, I call it the gremlins, like the gremlins that would come in and say, You're not good enough, or you can't do that, or wealth is for other people, you'll never get that house. I had to go, shush get the heck out of here. <laughs> like I don't want you here. This is unnecessary. I'm going to just go for it and honestly every goal I've set out for myself thus far I've reached. So mm. it feels it feels like a huge accomplishment and I know that anyone is capable of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We all are capable of that. And it's really about doing the work. And I I mean I love what you said about it could be having a cookie on the couch. You you come across this is just my perspective of you as someone who is doing the work that is meant for you, that's living very much in your truth aligned to your gifts. And you know how when you like see someone creating courses, programs, offerings for community, but it feels like they're having to work really hard, it doesn't look like you're having to work very hard. It looks like you're naturally attracting in magical people who need what you have to share. I don't know if it feels that way to you, but that's how it appears. And that's a really expansive thing, I think, for other soul-led entrepreneurs to see.
1: Totally. Thank you for saying that. And it's true. It's so true. I'll bring up the story again. The first course I ever put out, I had two people interested and zero people sign up. And I was like, that's okay. Okay. You know that's okay. That's all right. And I just kept going. I never gave up. So, is there work behind the scenes? Absolutely, but it doesn't. People just land in my sphere all the time, and it it's really uh, a delightful feeling because it doesn't feel forced whatsoever. Just like my people are just finding me. The more, and also the more vulnerable I am, I I tell a lot of my students, hey, they're like, what's the secret sauce to getting clients and being seen on Instagram? I'm like, tell your story. What's your story? What happened to you as a child? I, I go there sometimes. I dig deep. I'm like, what happened? What happened in your teen years? Do you want to, you want to go there? And I, I, I really push with tough love. And yeah, yeah. Thank you for saying that.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's very true, and it's important to highlight that note of you had two people interested on the first go round, and no one signed up, and yet you still persisted, and you still looked at m- how you could move forward and make it, make one, one person sign up the next time or two people sign up the next time. And I think so many folks try that first time and they're like, yeah, no, nobody showed up. Nobody likes me. Clearly I'm not, I don't have it. I don't have the gift. I don't have the talent. I don't have the charisma to get folks here. And they go back to doing whatever they were doing before. And it's, it's, it's wasted. It's, which is, which is a really sad thing to to see. And you want people to, to be able to share whatever gift and talent they have and not be fearful. And that's, it's really good to know that the first time for someone who appears so successful doesn't always hit.
1: No. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I've been an entrepreneur for 12-ish years. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the beginning, in my sort of hippie barefoot days, I would start wire wrapping my my personal crystals because I couldn't afford to go buy new ones and sell those on Etsy. And it just grew and grew and grew from there. So every expert starts somewhere, you know, every expert or successful person started somewhere. And I think that's, you know, like you're mentioning a great, thing to remember that yeah it might look like from the outside that i have all these things and i i do have a lot of things now but it it was not overnight.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and thanks for sharing that because i think i think we talk about that a lot in this community and on this podcast is you know looking back at where someone started you will find yourself there and it will inspire you to take your own steps forward and when we are looking for expanders and folks that can help us to see new possibility look back to see where they began and just step into that path where they were and you can do it too.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. that's why I share my path because I don't, I know what it feels like to be on the other end where I was looking up to people and I was like, man, like they have it all. Like, look at her. She is awesome. She's doing amazing. She has all these things. And I would slump back into how, how did she do that? Is that for me? How do I get there? And I'd feel kind of bummed. And so I know some of my personal clients and students share, I'm I'm really happy for everyone that I see doing well, but like, it bums me out. I'm like, you're in the, you're in the right place. Just don't stop here. Like, just keep, be bummed out. I validate that you're bummed, but like be bummed, but then just keep going. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. Just keep going just keep going so tell me about manifesting the new house you're oh in the new God. house so exciting tell me all about that process
1: well look visualization has been a practice of mine since I was a kid again i didn't i didn't know what the law of attraction was back in the day um i subconsciously somehow knew or maybe it was a past life wisdom that i knew but i didn't i didn't know what i was doing but i always y- used writing and visualizing as a kid to sort of manifest things so with this home that I'm in now, um, I use my cell phone background and my laptop background with visuals of things that I want. So I've had the Malibu mountains, two separate photos. One's like taken from someone's porch and one is just the mountain range itself. These have been on my phone and computer background for maybe a year. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden this home just came through. My, my partner sent me the link online. I was like, that's, freaking Mm -hmm. hours like that's our house and I wrote them this really nice message which you know we've applied for houses before didn't get them and I I fancy myself a writer and I was like this we're gonna knock this one out of the park but I was also not attached I was like if you know maybe it's not for us and this woman wrote back almost immediately and was like I just love your story I think your family is incredible and and it's yours so I mean visualization and a bit of persistence like believe you me i've applied to houses before this one and when i got turned down i was so freaking bummed out <laughs> but this those weren't in the malibu mountains it's like god or source or the universe was like okay not that but something better and yeah. that's literally what happened yeah
0: it, and and i love the non-attachment and you know we we know this when we are showing up from a place of a little bit of desperation like clawing forward it it isn't it like that is not that's not it we think maybe it's it but then when we settle into this is for me i know it's for me and if it isn't there is something greater out there that universe or god or source has for me and i'm going to i'm going to be there i'm going to be with that mm-hmm. and that's when the that's when the magic
1: finds us it's so great it's so true i and but i'll also validate that that in between sort of waiting phase Uh, of being patient Mm -hmm. can be so challenging because we're like, I keep trying, I keep trying. But it's like at that very last second where, I mean, I'll speak for myself, but where you feel like you want to give up, that's right when it happens. That's right when that magical thing comes into your world. Mm -hmm.
0: So true. So true. And we as humans are like living on this timeline where we're like, okay, I've put all this time in. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It's just not happening. And like universe God source is like on the quantum realm of all time. Your little blip is like this little minuscule moment. So calm down. It's all good.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. I have full body chills because it's just, yes, yes, yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, congratulations on the new house. It's very exciting. And we went through a similar thing last spring when we found our house in LA and it was the same thing. It was like the moment that I saw it, I was like, that's it. I know it's ours. I think the, the landlord had something like 130 applications. And I was like, no big, I got this. Like, yes. this is ours. I know it's ours. And my, I did the same thing. I like sent the letter. I was like, here's who we are and just waited. And it, the patience, the stillness, the practice, and then it became ours. So I love hearing your story and just validating how Well, this process can work when we really, and I did all the same things. All my, all my boards are on my phones too. So, you know, I love it. I love it so much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've got a couple of questions for you that as I shared with you at the beginning, these are the questions that we started this podcast with, with every episode and I'm bringing them back for you. So the first one is tell me about an object or charm that is special to you
1: wow the first one that comes to mind oh my gosh I'm getting teary-eyed uh the first one that comes to mind is a buddha statue that I have made out of sandalwood that my dad gave me and it's a weeping buddha so if you guys aren't familiar it's it's a buddha in a position of his hands are in his arms and he's crying and uh the story goes that the weeping buddha is crying out of elation of you know reaching enlightenment Mm -hmm. like it's just It's so emotional. So, yeah, I have this sandalwood Buddha. Actually, I need to find that (laughs) now that I think about it. Where the heck is that? But yeah, that's what I'm thinking of a special gift from my dad. Mm,
0: So beautiful. So special. Tell me about a book that changed your life.
1: Oh, yeah. The Art of Happiness by the Dalai Lama. That book changed my life. I was not a reader growing up. And when I was doing my travels, I was on this remote beach in the togian islands of indonesia and i was like you know what i'm going to start becoming a reader that was at 24 years old i'm going to start reading and i read the art of happiness front to back three times in like a matter of a couple weeks and that was not that was unheard of for me so that book really shifted a lot Hmm.
0: what is something you do for your health and wellness
1: Mmm. You know what? I drink tea every night. That's my ritual. Actually, every morning I have water and a green drink. Every night I have tea. It's very ritualistic for me. Like if I don't have my green drink in the morning or my tea at night, I feel like really off. Mm. And my new backyard, I just have this incredible view of the mountains of Malibu, so I'll just sit out there and meditate for, you know, 10 minutes. I don't really push it. That's sort of the number I like. And those are my go-to's.
0: Yeah, so good. Dry brushing. I feel like you do some dry brushing too. I feel like I've seen this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I used to dry brush like seven years ago, and oil pull, and do Mm -hmm. abiyanga, the full body oiling. And I kind of just fell off. I think due to my grief, to be honest. And now I'm back at it. So I got a brand new brush, a new oil, and I'm like, yes, this is so luxurious. So good. So good. Okay, last question. Tell me
0: about a moment you knew magic was real.
1: (sighs) Ah. Oh, wow. Well, the first thing that comes to mind, I never thought of this as magical, but it's the first memory that's arising. So I'll share it. Um, I did not know that my sister passed away until 24 hours after it happened. So I didn't find out immediately. So it's about 12 hours after the time that she passes. But again, I did not know this at the time. And I'm lying in my bed and I hear my sister say, Nikki like loud and clear, like not faint, not an angelic voice. It was like, she was right there next to my head. And it kind of scared me. Cause I was like, what is she doing in my house at 8am? Like what? And I opened my eyes and she wasn't there. And I thought that's weird. And it was 12 hours after that happened that I got the call mm-hmm. that my sister had passed away. And so, I mean, how do you explain that? That, I mean, how the heck do you explain that? That, I mean, my sister called my name from the other side, she had already been pa- gone for 12 hours. And so it, I will never forget that. And at the time I was going by my spiritual name, Jaya, which means victory. And I thought, you know what? I love Jaya and I love that version of me, but I'm, I'm going to reclaim Nikki again after mm. my sister called my name. So that's mm. a very magical moment for me. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Now I have the full body chills yeah. too. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Okay. So if someone is interested in finding your work, where shall we send them? And what do you have coming up this rest of this summer?
1: Yeah, so I'm super active on Instagram, which is at Nikki Cosmo, N-I-K-I-C-O-Z-M-O. So Cosmo with a Z. And that's also my website, nikkicosmo.com. And speaking of past life regression, starting in September, I have the past life regression practitioner training. So if you guys are interested in past life regression and actually holding that type of space for people, um, that training begins in September and I'd love to see you.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much for being with me.
1: Thank you. You incredible angel. I'm just so glad to be in your sphere and I appreciate you.
0: Same right back at you the biggest gratitude to Nikki for being here with me today. I love having these conversations with soulful, spirit-filled, creative, entrepreneurial women. So much love and appreciation to her. If you've loved this episode, please pass it along to a friend who may also be inspired by Nikki, her story, and her work. If you want to support our show leave us a review, drop into the reviews on whatever platform you are listening to the show on, and let me know a couple of things. Who has been your favorite episode thus far in terms of interviews? Which solo episode did you love the most? What is your biggest takeaway? And go ahead and let me know in the reviews, what do you want to hear more of? I am so happy to see those reviews come through, and it's how we evolve and improve and get this show out there to more people by getting feedback from you beautiful soul listening right here today i'll be back again next week lots of fun stuff coming for the remainder of the summer if you're joining me in the summer mastermind experience i cannot wait to meet you in person and support your wellness journey we're going to have a lot of fun it's going to be completely transformational we're going to make lots of great friends i will see you there I'll be back again next week. Until then, have a wonderful rest of your day. Be well. Take good care. Much love.